they were still the same Beach Boys. Not necessarily at their creative peak, but certainly at one of their most creative eras or periods. So it was pretty disheartening. Sail On Podcast. This is Wyatt in Nashville, Tennessee. And with me today, back by popular demand, my friend, your friend, an all-around sunflower of a human being, that's Nia D'Amelio. What's up? Oh my gosh. Hi, Wyatt. Hi, sailors. I'm so glad to be back. So honored that, um, I mean, it's such a compliment and a definite ego boost that someone enjoys listening to my ramblings. So (laughs) thank you all for your support. No, we all do, and we and um, you are the spark that ignites the the flame. That was a pun because yeah, I you love are also. That. I got another one too. You are oh, okay. the ice in my cool, cool water. Oh, thank you, and you are you are um, such a gas. Thank you, maybe. thank you very much. Right. <laughs> all right, so today <clears throat> we're gonna get into a few different things. Um, as you could imagine, regarding the Sunflower album and, and goings on in 1970. But um, I want to mention that if you don't know, you can find Nia on her regularly scheduled programming every other month or so on the Sail on Patreon page. And if you enjoy this show and you want to show appreciation and keep everybody free of those nasty advertisements and then also get a ton of bonus content, please consider becoming a patron of the show. And I'd like to say thank you to our newest supporters, The Freebird, Lachlan Moffat Gray, Mark Broadgate, Jason Brandt, and Chris Hammond. We love you. Thank you, guys. You are um, keeping the show alive. So really appreciate y'all. And uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash sale on. And um, I think one of my favorite things that we've done recently was the... Uh, commentary of summer dreams yes and i was gonna ask if if maybe we could do two lane blacktop what about that one? Oh, because i've never seen it me neither i've also never seen it i would love to do that if if we can find okay, it. okay great yeah yeah i can find it i've i have found it i just have never purchased it i would love to do that then we get to talk about james taylor too yeah and i was just looking at the timeline for this 
um, era, and and it was in 1970 that Dennis shot that. So I thought it'd be appropriate to maybe get into that soon. So anyway, look for all that on the Patreon page as well as um, all the other stuff. Great episodes from um, our buddy Freddie French Pounce and uh, lots more. So let's get into, um, oh wait, I have one more shout out, two more shout outs. So um, Joel and Hugo, who I met while we were on tour with the Ceylon Tribute Band in North Carolina. It was great to meet you guys. Um, we are hitting the Pacific Northwest in April, so check out those dates at ceylonsounds.com slash tour and uh, come say hello. All right, so we're going to get into it. Spring of 1970, we are smack dab in the middle of the Sunflower recording sessions or whatever they were calling it at the time. And the boys are headed off on tour in New Zealand and Australia. But in the meantime, uh, on again, off again, Beach Boys employee and friend Fred Vale went into Wally Hyder Studios with a group of fantastic musicians to record an album of country songs with Brian Wilson producing, question mark, quotations. <laughs> uh, whatever reason, it did not get finished and uh, was dormant for decades. But um, a few years ago, the Beach Boys management contacted Fred Vale and let him know that they had discovered five rolls of two-inch tape with his and Brian's names on them. And uh, he requested that they send them to him. And um, Vale befriended concert producer Sam Parker, a Beach Boys fan, who was eager to hear Vale's stories. And um, after learning that Vale had the tapes in his garage, Parker decided to finish the album and tell Vale's story in the form of a documentary. As of now, the plan is to record new vocals with Fred Vale and Brian Wilson, as well as an assortment of guest singers, and finish the record and release it um, in the next year or so. And uh, also, uh, there is a documentary in the works. So, Nia is here to tell us why we should be excited about this. <laughs> yeah, well... Do you want me to just launch into why I think everyone well, should be excited about it? I, I mean, here's my, I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. I'm not excited about this, mm -hmm. particularly, because I think it's one of those things that, I mean, if it's cool, great, it's cool, but I don't particularly think it's going to be a Brian Wilson production. Mm -hmm. That's that's all. I mean, it, it could be something very neat, but it's not, as far as I know so far from what the information we have, I don't think Brian was involved with it much because I think Fred said that by the end of the sessions like Brian just kind of disappeared he just kind of lost interest in it so I mean he was kind of all over the place at that time so who knows but um, I don't know what what do you think okay I have a couple of thoughts on this when I when I first saw the headline I was so excited and I um I shared it on my Instagram and a you know, several of you follow me on Instagram and every single one of you DM'd me and was like, you should not be excited about this. It wasn't just you, Wyatt. <laughs> I don't think you should not be excited about it. Let me just, let me rephrase that. I am not personally excited about it. I am happy if you're excited about it. I don't want to ever poo-poo anyone's excitement. <laughs> this is something that I didn't even, I had never even heard about until Will and John brought it up a couple of episodes ago. Um, right. on, on this very podcast. And I think just being 
you know, and you might and you might disagree like whether or not this qualifies, I guess, but being sort of a completionist, I I am excited to just hear it even though it's going to be you know, not like the original tapes. It's going to be more yeah. of like a Brian Wilson presents smile kind of situation. Um mm-hmm. but without, you know, with minus Brian Wilson for the most part, but I think that those things are are really valuable to helping us piece together um, a puzzle of a man. And, you know, you just you just said that he was kind of all over the place at that time. Like, when has he not been all over the place? And it's right. It's it's been difficult throughout every decade of Brian's life to like figure out exactly what he's thinking, what he wants out of a project, um, et cetera, et cetera. So like this will probably be the closest approximation that we get to, to this thing. Um, and for that, I'm grateful. Um, I don't know. I think it just comes down to me being like an uber positive person about the beach boys in general. And then me also liking country and me also kind of loving a train wreck. Cause if it is a train wreck, then yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy that as well. <laughs> I don't think it will be bad. I think it if I think it'll sound really good mm-hmm. just from the musicians that I know were involved and um the the place it was recorded and everything. I think that'll be really nice to hear. But I think some of the PR that I've seen come out about this has been kind of misleading cuz like the the main article that was being shared by the Beach Boys themselves too mm-hmm. literally says Brian Wilson's Lost Country album. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's a little bit disingenuous. Like it's not Brian Wilson's album in in any way. I think it's yeah, it's, it's Fred's album. Fine to say <laughs> that he has helped out a friend with an album that you know didn't end up getting finished, and we don't really know what to what extent. But um, I'm excited to hear it. You know, just to see what it's about and see what is there. And I'd love to hear like what was left on the tapes mm-hmm. with nothing else added. Yeah. I hope that that is available at some point. Well, I'm really, and not just these augmented tracks. I'm really excited. I think I, I hope that those kind of lingering questions will be answered in the accompanying documentary, mm-hmm. which is right. I'm probably most excited happens. about. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be really neat. Uh, and yeah, so I'm excited for Fred. I hope that this is a, a good, experience for him and i hope that brian is able to enjoy this and um if he is still involved with it i hope that i hope that we get to hear some new brian vocals or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. so i am hopeful but i am i'm not sold on brian's involvement that's all it really is and i think that it's 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 good to go into it with a little bit of lowered expectations as far as beach boys fans are concerned because we're all really hungry for something new Mm -hmm. Or something old, rather. Right. Yes. Right. So uh, let's get into Sunflower album because we we've been digging in. I say we, but Will and John have been uh, eloquently digging into all these sessions, and I've learned a whole lot. I hope all our listeners have enjoyed that. Um, and uh, so today, I I put the album on <laughs> as. Uh, a fan again, just, I wanted to listen to the album today, getting ready to talk about it tonight and just to kind of feel it out and not think about the sessions, not think about all the technical stuff and just try and 
get into the mood. And uh, there's a lot of my favorite Beach Boys songs of all time on here. I think I was looking at just my overall list of 10 out of 10 mm. songs from the Beach Boys. And I've only got 18 of them. And there are four on this album. Wow. So um, I'm excited to talk about it. And I, I know Nia is a big fan as well. And I think we'll have a, a, some interesting um, differing opinions, although I think we're big fans of this record. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear your thoughts about it. So I'm interested to hear yours and tell you mine. Let's just get right into it. Slip on through. To me, just trying to put myself in the shoes of someone in 1970 hearing this as a Beach Boys fan, like the sonic quality of this is already a huge jump. And I think the whole record sounds incredible. It's, it's probably my favorite sounding Beach Boys record. And um, I just love the, the experimental uh, recording techniques that they use on this record. And it really shines through on uh, a lot of these tracks and slip on through sounds fantastic um it's obviously a great vocal from all the guys but um dennis sounds great even though it's pitch shifted and um i appreciate that we can hear the original speed and and um i don't know i don't i'm so used to hearing it this way that i think i prefer it like this but Mm -hmm. um it's a great song and uh it's a it's a I think it's a great opener. Mm-hmm. I think other people have different opinions on that, but um, it's got a lot of excitement and uh, it really cooks. I love all the percussion and just the playing is great and the backing vocals are vibrant and, and they feel really big and warm. It's one of my, I mean, all these songs are my favorite, so I'm not going to say that anymore, <laughs> but it's, it, these are all my favorite Beach Boys songs. I love these songs. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. I love it. Do you have a number rating? I didn't even... I, Think to ask you if you wanted to put number ratings on these. You don't have to, but I I didn't prepare number <laughs> ratings, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on the fly. But uh, it's easy. Everyone listening know that I'm doing it on the fly and could eat my words if given a little more thought. Um, slip on through. I there. I'm sure there are gonna be multiple things where I say the best thing about Sunflower is fill in the blank. <laughs> um, but yeah. one of the best things about Sunflower is that it's like the most Dennis Wilson Beach Boys album. Mm. And this is him really like at, at the height of his um, successful creativity. I think I'm a big fan of Pacific Ocean Blue as well. But um, I think that these are his best songs um, in this era. But I have to be honest, the, the first couple of times that I was first listening to Sunflower, I did not understand this song, mostly because it starts out kind of spooky. I know that might sound weird, but like there's all these weird ooh vocals and it's like in this weird. Well, it's kind of an all, it's a weird, sorry to interrupt, but it's like a, it's like a weird counter rhythm too. Like it's not like a traditional kind of backbeat, you know, it's a kind of off-putting, like it's, it's a little bit. I mean, when you get to the chorus, it opens up and it feels more, you know, more modern. But it's it's a yeah, it is a it is an eerie feel. Yes, for sure. totally. And it is it is a choice. Like to your point, I've since come around to it. Spoiler, but like mm-hmm. um, to your point about you know choosing to open the album with this, I think mm-hmm. now that I you know Sunflower is my favorite Beach Boys album. I've listened to it so many times. Like it mm-hmm. is. I agree with you. It's such a great opener and. I think it really sets the tone well 
for this album for for exactly what you just pointed out, which is that it starts really weird and then it opens up. I would have used the same exact phrasing. It opens up and, you know, yeah. come on, won't you let... And it, mm-hmm. it actually, like, that sound feels like the sun coming out from behind a cloud. And it's just like... It, yeah. It is, it's such a perfect way to say this is the new Beach Boys um, and and maybe more accurately, like, this is the Beach Boys, the band. You know, like, this isn't Brian Wilson mm-hmm. and his brothers. It's like, this is the band and this is what the band has to say, which is like, really, I feel like the whole thesis statement for Sunflower. Um, but yeah, I, I think... All those vo- all those vocals in that little part where they go, "Cause I love you," I love I love mm-hmm. those. Um, yeah, I also love the percussion on this song. Like basically a bunch of a bunch of stuff that you said. Uh, you gave it an eight out of ten. I would give mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. That's my mm-hmm. my final answer. Yeah, it's it's a fun song. I think also it's cool to think about like hearing this for the first time and being like, "Who is this singing?" Like, yes, it's, it's it's like a little bit of a different approach for Dennis too. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's great. I, I his vocals so good. Like the the bridge or whatever the breakdown part, he just sounds so good on this. It's just uh-huh. it's so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's it's really so wailing awesome. on this whole album, but this yeah. song in particular, he's he's crying. You know. Oh yeah. All right, so let's move on to this whole world. <laughs> uh, I mean, what is there to say about this, man? It's such a crazy song. It's it's like just constant key changes. It's just a great composition. Um, just a fantastic Brian Wilson song and uh, a really great sentiment, too. I think it's just a really sweet song. Carl's vocal is unbelievable. Uh, it's just got such a great sonic spectrum, too. I love the way the bass sounds. I love the different feels on the kit that that you hear on the drums and then the bells. It's just such a brilliantly arranged song and so well recorded. Um, and it, it's just, to me, this is like the perfect song. When I think about Sunflower, this is the song I think about. Like, this is the song that I see the Sunflower cover and this is the sound of it. It just sounds so big. Like, the huge Aumbop did it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just so good. It just feels like a, a summer breeze, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just a great song, and I, I love it so much. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's easy. Wow. It's one of my favorite Beach Boys songs. I remember being a little kid and my dad talking about how much he loved this record, and he put this song on for me and just being so blown away by all the ear candy you know yes. there's just so much going on on this song but then it's also just such a catchy song it's got so many cool hooks on it yeah um the little pause at the end the you know with the yes just a, yes. i love that so much it's just <laughs> i can't say enough great things about this song and then the quick fade of course the brian wilson special yeah so <laughs> <laughs> it's like no no and of course we've heard like the extended version but yes Brian's like that's enough of that and just cranks that fader right down yes so very Brian it's the, I love that <laughs> anyway love 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 we've talked so much about this song it's so great uh what do you think it is it, it, it is a great song it, it's um it's another it's a song that 
the first time I heard it, I was like, this rocks. Um, yeah. And then I, I sat down years later um, after realizing just how technically complicated it was to um, mm. figure out the chord changes. Cause I was like, I want to actually know like if he like, and it's almost every single chord is in this song. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. and the fact that it doesn't sound insane, the fact that like, to the average music listener, they can go fun song and, and it have yeah. this much technical expertise in it is such a feat. Um, and mm. that's, I think probably like, I mean, I would, I would probably say that surfs up is Brian's magnum opus in that way, but this is a very, very right. close second. Like this is his best song. Um, not necessarily mm. my favorite, but like, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like best technically. Um, and I, but I, I will say that the, the moment I really fell in love with this song and you've already pointed out the background vocals um, on, I think it's on made in California. Maybe they have the, there's a backing vocal track of this song on some mm-hmm. compilation. It's probably also on uh feel flows, but um this was definitely before Feel Flows came out. I think it's on Made in California. I yeah, it is. Found that track, and um, I I think I've listened to the backing vocals more than I have listened to like <laughs> yeah. the actual song. They are so they rock so hard, and the boys are just like uh, I I think the I think the Wilson brothers like have really powerful voices. Um, and they just are going like all full throttle <laughs> on these vocals. Yeah. Um, they're incredible. And um they've those vocals have been a big influence on me um and and my own writing. So like I I think this song is great. I was considering giving it an eight, but you and I have talked me into giving <laughs> it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm so, so into that song. It's just, you're so right. Like it has so many chords in it and it's, it's so masterfully written that it just feels like just a nice pop song, but it just, it's just constantly weaving in between different keys and Mm -hmm. effortlessly. It's just great. Yeah. Um, Next is uh, add some music. So the, (laughs) the uh, debut single from Sunflower Record uh, that reached only number 64 Mm. in the U.S. It was not a hit song, and none of the other singles charted at all. So, huge bummer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about a little bit before, like, the choice to release this as the debut single from the album was an interesting one. And um, as much as I love this song, I think it could have worked out better having one of the rockier songs as a single mm-hmm. to kind of kick it off but hindsight is 2020 as they say and so i mean it's such a sweet song i think it it gets criticized for being like overly sweet mm-hmm. um and like a little too safe or like it's kind of like adult contemporary before adult contemporary but um mm-hmm. i love it i think i have a i have a very 
personal connection to this song, like a, a, a fond memory the first time I saw Brian play, I think it was in the year 2000, and he played this song, and I had never really been like a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like the song, but I think he played this song at the show I saw, and it just blew my mind watching all the guys in his band sing, you know, all the parts. And it was such a great moment, and I just, it just, the song just, like, it was given new life for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I hear it, I think about that concert and just getting my mind blown um, as a young person seeing Brian do this song. Um, and I think it's just a, I, I, I think it's a really touching lyric. And I've, I, I've, I have been inspired by this song many times. I put it on and it reminds me um, how important music is to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cheesy, but it's also really, it's really serious for me. Like it, music is, it's everywhere and it's, I couldn't imagine living without it and it's who I am and you know it's what it's it's what all my greatest relationships in my life has have been have been brought to me through music and mm-hmm. it's just so much a part of my life and, and the things that I love so mm-hmm. um, I agree wholeheartedly with the idea of this song mm-hmm. um, music is like therapy for me you know mm-hmm. so love that and uh, I love hearing all the different all the different vocal parts and all the guys getting to sing a little bit on it yes you know Mm -hmm. um so well not dennis but everybody (laughs) everybody else well he's got some play late he's there yeah he's there but he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't get a uh he doesn't get a moment you know unfortunately like all the other guys but he has plenty of moments on this record exactly but um yeah so i'm a big fan of it i give it what do i give it i give it a nine out of ten wow it's, it's it's augmented by my personal experience seeing Brian do it for the first time and it just makes me happy. Yeah, I love it. That's so special. Um, the first yeah. the first time I saw the Beach Boys was at their 50th reunion tour as mm-hmm. everyone who knows me knows and um, <laughs> there, there were three standout songs to me that night, none of which are this song, but I would say if right. I were giving a, a runner-up fourth place, it would be this song. I remember them performing this song, and it was the first time I'd ever heard it. Um, yeah, and I, I thought this is this is cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you that like I think add some music to your day. The the phrase is the is like a wonderful mantra for the Beach Boys period. Yeah. Um, now what I had said about slip on through and that one of the best things about sunflower is that Dennis is all over this album. This is, um, one of the best things about sunflower is that Bruce is also all over this album. And this is the first time that we really hear him because <laughs> he sings, uh-huh. he sings like my, he sings, we'll play, they'll play it on your wedding day, which I think every single time I hear this song, if I am kind of like zoned out, that lyric and the way he does it just hooks me back in. I don't know why, but I think his voice is so different than all the other Beach Boys, and it's so smooth and buttery. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know, just the image of like your wedding day, like that's such a huge moment in someone's life. I just, yeah, I love, that's like probably my favorite part of this song. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I too, I love that everyone gets a little piece of it, but um, yeah, I, I, I do understand like why, you know, this wasn't as commercially successful. Um, but I still think it's, it's a really wonderful song. And, um, I don't know if it's too sweet. It's not too sweet for me. Like I'll say that, Mm -hmm. like it could be too sweet for everybody else, but I think that, um, this is for a, for a band that's kind of always flirting with their past, like whether overtly or covertly, like trying to like return to some kind of sound. I think this is the most successful attempt at like, we're just boys who love the beach. (laughs) Um, Right. Even though it's not, this song explicitly is not about the beach, but um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I love this song. Yeah. It's going to be now I'm listening to us talk. I'm like, we're going to, it's going to be a lot of, I love this song (laughs) and I love this album. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think I would ultimately give this an eight out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah, but I love it. It's great. Getting back in with Dennis here. <laughs> Got to know the woman. Uh, and another great Dennis vocal. He's really letting loose here. Mm-hmm. It's a real simple groove, but it's just, it just sounds so good. I love the way the drums sound on this and the bass. There's just so much going on like that's interesting to me and also it just has a great groove and I'm always happy with with hearing Dennis rock out on these songs. It just sounds so good. And uh, I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10. Wow. Big fan. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm a big fan. I like all these songs. I know we're going to just say it a lot, but... Um, it's just a it's a jam. I think this is such a powerful start. Like this mm. this song goes from zero to sixty, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. I, and it's mostly because of him. And it's basically it's just the moment when he goes, On my way home, she just blew my mind. It's like Yeah. You're like whole okay, like we are in the car speeding down Pacific Coast Highway. Like we are yes. the mm-hmm. top is down, you know, like for sure. It's so immediately fun. And then I love those background vocals like ooh 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 like in mm-hmm. in the chorus. Those are so um like so stupid fun, you know. Um yeah. I really love them. This song uh is not it's probably my least favorite of his on the album. Um but I I really started to hear this song a little bit differently after um, the Feel Flows box set came out and I heard Baby Baby for the first time because, mm. uh, and I and I can't, you know, this is like Will and John territory. I can't remember like what was recorded first and when and how close they were to each other in time. But, um, you know, they're both kind of like basic, you know, like 50s rock and roll kind of, yeah. chord progressions um mm. so they they go they kind of go together for me um and i don't know that hearing baby baby just made me appreciate this song more than i already did i think just because i don't know i i was able to hear it and go like man dennis was really having a good time not that i ever thought he wasn't but it's like here he is 
kind of at his peak, and then his contributions later in the album, you know, are a little more serious. So yeah, this this moment for him, I love, and I love that he's getting into piano. Like I love that he's kind of claimed that as his instrument, and um, yeah, I don't know. I I would I don't think you gave it an eight. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna stick with seven. I feel bad. I've mm-hmm. I gave that to slip on through also, um, but <laughs> but I yeah, mm-hmm. it's a solid solid seven for me. Yeah, and and he, you said it's he's having a good time while he he had kind of a bad time around <laughs> this period. Mm-hmm. So it's great that he could have a good time at least in the music. You know, mm-hmm. totally. It's always interesting. Um, these guys m- move so quickly. Their lives just like <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean him so, especially. Especially He's Dennis, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. All right, let's get into our boy Bruce now. Let's do um, it, <laughs> Deirdre. So I, I don't remember like having a moment where I was like, oh, this is just clearly not a, this is a Bruce Johnson song. This is not a Beach Boys song. Like so many people. You know, talk about it like that, where it's, and yeah. it's, it's even Bruce. They're he's lying like, this to is not themselves. He's like, this is not a Beach Boys song. It's like this is. He's like, my music doesn't fit the Beach Boys and all this stuff. And I'm always like, this song is so good. Yeah. Like I love this song, and I know Brian <laughs> got a little credit for it because he wrote like one line. Mm-hmm. But it's a Bruce. It's a Bruce song, and it rules. And the harmonies are so good. Mm-hmm. Man, I am a Bruce apologist all day. Yes, why? Like, <laughs> I love Bruce, man. I'm such a fan. Especially Deirdre is so good. He only wrote like a few songs for the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So it's like we got some real great tunes and this is such a great song. This is probably the best Bruce like Beach Boys song. Um, Agreed. I think my favorite Bruce song is Don't Run Away, but mm, that's yeah. we've talked about that before. But, but this is such a good song. And um, man, it's just got so many good little Bruce moments and it just you know super sweet delivery and god the arrangement is so good the horns i mean i remember hearing the track i think they put out the track of this on the feel flows box set or mm. whatever it was is that what it first came out or was it before that either way yeah i, I don't know the first time out. but it's definitely on there i think that's when it came out and it just knocked me out i just love it uh, it's it sounds so good. Shout out to my boy Steve Desper. It sounds incredible. <laughs> it's just so well recorded, so beautifully played, um, and yeah, the awesome horn arrangement. Like I mentioned, the great key change. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a nine out of ten for me. Great song. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna start with my rating. It's a nine out of ten for me as well. Um, it, and unhinged listeners have heard me say this time and time again, but nobody Mm -hmm. loves the beach boys like Bruce Johnston does. Um, he like this, I so agree with you. This is his most beach boy sounding song, Mm -hmm. even though I like pretty much all of his songs. They definitely, the other ones definitely sound like, okay, well, Bruce wrote this, um, this just like. Can we just talk about the very beginning? Just like that. Yeah. That was that stack of vocals sounds like it's so 
Um, it's at at one time like very of its time. It sounds very psychedelic yeah. to me, but it's also kind of timeless because it's mm-hmm. like you know it sounds like a chorus of people in like a church yeah. or something. It's just and it really feels like a portal in some ways. Like you're about to get sucked into this song. Um, holy cow! I mean, what an yeah. what an introduction to a song uh, in a very different way than like a gotta know the woman introduction both powerful but in different ways um this is the song the i remember the the first time i heard it was mm-hmm. the first you know for the first time listening to sunflower i i was like this could be my favorite beach boys album like this was wow. the one that did it for me awesome because i was like this is just unbelievable and um I could I I guess I understand the arguments on something like Tears in the Morning like okay this doesn't sound like the Beach Boys because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound as much like them as this one does um but man if you're saying this that about this song I I don't get it but um yeah man yeah it's so I don't know what else to say about it I also I mean really <laughs> really outing myself here I also enjoy the disco version uh, on 1977's yeah. going public as right. well. So, oh yeah, I'm a big Bruce we, head. It's, uh, <laughs> we got a little preview of going public in on in the uh, gatefold sunflower um, <laughs> interior because Bruce is wearing that like top a top hat, hat a yes. tuxedo, or whatever it is. It's like a three piece suit. That's that picture and um, the white gloves, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, this <laughs> guy's here too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, as much as he's like, you know, wants to fit in, he also has like made a choice to look completely different because you got him. I mean, we could just talk about the 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 the, the artwork and the the interior of this mm-hmm. sleeve, which I love. I do too. And I remember my dad pointing out that you can see the uh, the house, Brian's house, mm-hmm. and like the deck where they would come out. Um above Brian's garage and that's where the studio is and you can see Brian's bedroom up above it. It's just so cool to see. Yeah. And um they are they all look like they're like completely from different eras and different bands and uh, they're hilarious. Car- Carl like, with the horse is so funny. Yes. It's so funny. <laughs> Mike like with his kids I'm assuming and like just wearing like the robes. Oh god, yes. And um <laughs> Dennis with the like the racing goggles, goggles. yeah. <laughs> and then Al looks like he's like a street barker or something. Like That's I don't right. know is what he is the, going on. Is he on. with the accordion? I don't have it in front yes. of me. Okay. He's I don't know what he's doing, but it's a it's a look. And we never know. And then of course Brian, Brian the, good the good humor hu- hat. The good humor. I mean, this yeah. is a this is a class. This is like top ten pictures of Brian Wilson. This one. Oh, it's great. So yeah. good. Yeah, they 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 all look great. I mean, I just. And I love, I mean, we can talk about it now too. The cover is great. I mean, it's such a cool, um, such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, then with their, with their kids and um, out on the golf course. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, um, Dean Martin's son take this Ricky picture? Martin. Yeah. Take it? Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, very cool. I know. I agree. And I, and I love about, about the cover. I, you know, I love all all of the kids who are on it. Um, but I think this album 
and this is definitely me projecting onto them, but mm-hmm. like sunflower, it like a sunflower, it's like about blooming, you know? And I feel like kids are also about blooming. Like we're growing our families. Yeah. Children are mm-hmm. light, you know, they are flowers Absolutely. in themselves. So it's just all it all really, really works together. Just reminded me that I, I recently got the Ricky Martin album from 1977 called Beached, which um, was produced by Carl, Mm -hmm. and very good. Um, I highly recommend it. Nice. Anyway, um, yeah, we both love Deirdre. Yes, Deirdre apologists. The haters are furious. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Get in my DMs. Argue with me. (laughs) Yeah, get in her DMs, (laughs) not mine. Anyway, um... Let's move on. It's about time. Another banger. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Bongos. That's all I can think about when I think about this song. It's just ripping. Um, Such a good song. Um, It just, yeah, another song where it feels like you're racing down the the PCH, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just a vibe. And uh, I love the, the guitars on this and great arrangement. Again, great bass playing. Um, yeah, I mean, Carl sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate I hate to say this, but it might be my least favorite song on the album. It's either this or Tears in the Morning. But I love that song. I mean, I still love it. But oh my god! Since you, you know, since we talked about least favorite, it might be my least favorite. Yeah. It might be Tears in the Morning. Yeah, I don't know. It's, okay. it's one of those, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I still love it. It's a 7 out of 10. That's as low as I'm going to go on this record, trust, trust me. But I like the breakdown, yes. which is great. The oh no, no, the whole thing is fun. But um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't like tickle my ear holes, you know, like a lot of these songs do. So, but still enjoy it a lot. Well, um, my jaws on the it floor. It would have been my choice for the first single. Let me put it that way. I think this would be a great, would have been a great first single for the record. Me too. Definitely my choice as well for that. This for me, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love this song and it gets better every time I listen to it. I like it more each time. Um, man, just going to keep talking about beginnings because all Beach Boy songs end in fade outs. So, um, mm-hmm. I think the lyric, I used to be a famous artist is <laughs> wild, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's autobiographical, you know, right. Yeah, I mean, it's yes. like, but it's like a bunch of like 20 something year olds yes, singing about like being has-beens sort of, it's, <laughs> it's like kind of funny. It is so funny. And it's just so like, it's definitely the, I mean, I think sonically, but also lyrically, like probably the edgiest song on this album because you know, if the rest of the, if the rest of Sunflower is about, you know, having fun in the sun and taking it easy and listening to music, yeah. you know, they start by saying like, you have ruined our career. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's so, it's such a choice. Um, but I love all, I, I think I would break this song down into like three different sections probably. And I love all three, I think they they build really well into each other. And that last kind of like explosion of sound is just, you know, like, like all that is yeah. just so 
Oh my god, it's so fun. I, fun. I would. Oh yeah. I wish, like, if I had a time machine, you know, it's this song, and then maybe, maybe like their live version of Heroes and Villains that I wish that mm. I could see live, like during the seventies, like that. Oh my god, this song is just so fun. But yeah, it's a. It would have been a great lead single. I think it would have done well. Yeah. Um, no Brian on that track. It's like, I think maybe the only one with no Brian on it. Well, Tears in the Morning. I don't think I realized that. Is Brian on that one? Yeah, Brian sings on that. Yeah, I think Brian's not. I don't think Brian's on this track. That's crazy. Um, I know this song was a B-side to a single. What was the A-side, though? Tears in the Morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what a I know mistake. that. This song rocks, whatever. It's also such a great side closer. You know, if you have the LP, yeah. this finishes the yep. first side of the album. And it's like, oh, hell yeah. Can't wait to flip it over. Now, I don't mm -hmm. know if Tears in the Morning is the best follow-up right. to this. Right. <laughs> but um, but it's it gives you a lot of hope when it does finish. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to side two and Tears in the Morning. Uh, another Bruce song, um, which gets a lot of hate, too. I see a lot of people hating on this song. <laughs> It's not one of my favorites, but, you know, there's no skips on this record for me. Mm -hmm. I really like this song. I think it's got some cool vibes to it. There's a lot of cool instrumentation going on. Yeah, it's a it's nice to listen to. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Um, but it's a 7 out of 10. It's a little too, I don't know, schmaltzy, I guess, is the word that I think Bruce sometimes... Sometimes he feels a little too, I don't know... It's like the same thing McCartney, the same issue I have with McCartney sometimes. It's yeah. a little too safe. Granny music. Yeah, granny music. So this is definitely some granny music, but it's cool. There's like a old world feel to it with like the mandolin. And it's a pretty song, but yeah, 7 out of 10. It's a pretty song for sure. It's, it's, um, I, I think Will and John might have used this word when they covered yeah. this on the podcast it's it's a melodramatic piece yeah um i enjoy it i have to be honest the more i listen to it the less i like it kind of a, the opposite of how i feel about it's about time um but sure. i still do really enjoy it i also think um just bruce's delivery i mean he's really like <laughs> at a minimum he's trying to sell it you know i think there's there's a couple lyrics in here that make me laugh because they're just so <laughs> they're so dramatic. Oh yeah. One of them is um, "Lose my wife, change my life, we're not together," yeah. uh, which I I really like that lyric, but it's so like I don't know, it's kind of funny. But the funniest part of this song is because it's out of rhythm because it's too many syllables. Is I hope you love the baby I'm never gonna see. Um, yeah. I mean, Bruce, what is happening? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? It's so funny to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I still, I still do, do like it. Um, and I really like, I like bum bum bum. I just like that little like. I guess is it like a chromatic? It's like up by half steps, right? The bum bum bum. Yeah. Bum. Mm -hmm. Not bells. It's like a, a vibraphone or something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. I like that sound. I like those notes together. Um. And then it has kind of an interesting ending. It reminds me of um, uh, the nearest faraway place. It's like you know yeah. this piano that's kind oh, of yeah. 
I love the ending. Far away. Yeah. I think the ending is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. And it really is. I think it's really neat. I I think it is too. I I like the ending a lot. And it's, you know, Bruce is, I think, a a fantastic musician. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just a really great pianist and just, like, really understands uh, music. Um, I think he's probably, like, the second best musician in the Beach Boys behind Brian. So um, he's probably the best pianist in the Beach Boys, I oh, think. I think he's better than Brian. I think I think that's absolutely sure. true. Yeah. Um so it's nice when we get to hear him play piano. And I know that I know on Unhinged I I watched that Paris sixty nine concert and um he does near as far away place by himself. But he does this later on the same style, right? I think. Wow. Maybe I'm forgetting that. But I re- No, yeah, I think he does on in in the 70 and 71 era. Well, I remember watching the 60, like the 69 show when he plays nearest faraway place. I remember being like, I don't want to hear this. And it also is just like, not that I don't like that song, but I was like, oh man, I can't imagine being in that audience and having to sit through this in piano instrumental, you know? Oh, yeah. But, but, he, but he is so good that I was like, Man, I wish I was there. And so if he if in fact he was playing this um by himself in the 70s, I would man, I would be front row. Like cuz he's just that good. He's just really really good. Mm, I'll probably give it a 6 out of 10. But that yeah, again, that's fair. doesn't mean I don't love it and appreciate yeah. it. You hate it. It's fine. Well, we have some more opinions to go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. You'll see. You'll see. Oh, boy. I know. I know what's coming. But all right. Here's... This is... All right. So this is... I think... I'm. Let me, let me make sure I'm not saying anything out of, out of line here. Come on. But let me just check my Pet Sounds ratings real quick. Oh, this next song. So these next three songs are all 10 out of 10. This is spoiler alert. These are that. all 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. I think these are the only three 10 out of 10 songs in a row in the Beach Boys catalog. And so this is like the top of the top for me. Yeah. Um, Because like a lot of times, I mean, Pet Sounds is the only other album that has like, I think more than, Pet Sounds has one, two, three, four, five, six, ten out of tens. Yeah, it's a lot. But um, yeah, so this is just great for me. This We're into the, to the meat of side two and these are all great songs. Mm-hmm. Um, all I want to do it's so great. We've talked about it before. I'm a big fan. Um, whenever I look at my like um, song count of like songs that I've played, this is my most listened to song on mm. all platforms. I listen to this song more than any other Beach Boys song. Wow. So, yeah, well, what is there to say? I mean, everybody everybody knows this song. Everybody enjoys this song. It's, it's not controversial to say it's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's just it just always hits the spot, you know? It's like it's like no matter what mood you're in, if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're like hanging out with friends, if you're staying in and it's like rainy outside, it's just great. It just works. It's just a great song. Um, it's beautiful, it's eerie, it's also kind of timeless. It it feels like it could be released today and would feel totally appropriate. Um, just brilliantly recorded and so 
just you know one of those cool Mike Love deliveries. Maybe maybe my favorite Mike Love lead vocal mm. um, of all time. I just love it, and you get to hear Mike Love sing falsetto on this song. How cool is that? <laughs> so I just I'm a big fan. So yeah, 10 out of 10. yeah, I love it. I love this song too. Um, yeah, I, I, I this you could make. I mean, this is going to be like the craziest claim I've ever made. Um, you could make the argument though that this is their most consequential song. Like this is their most influential mm. song of all time mm-hmm. because um, it's it, famously the big, it, like the song that music historians point to as starting the chill wave genre. Um, yeah. Which I feel like reached its height in like 2014. So like mm-hmm. 50 years and some change after the fact. Um, I mean, this this one song, like, you know, has really carried through. And that's mm-hmm. that's not to say that there are other songs, like, you know, name any song on Pet Sounds that has been, in, you know, incredibly sure. influential. But Pet Sounds still sounds like it's part of its own time for the most part. Um, and you can mm-hmm. kind of see how people got, like, derivations from it like you can see how it influences but the music that it influences doesn't necessarily sound like it the music that this song influences sounds like this song does that make sense am i like absolutely yeah Um, for sure it's what (laughs) i hope i i hope i can say this you can cut Mm -hmm. it out if you if it's too explicit but it's what um (laughs) it's what like being high feels like this song sounds How dare you? like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Like your head knocks back, your eyes close. You're like, Oh my God. Like your brain feels tingly. Like it's just, it's unlike anything else. And, um, mm, yeah, it's a really, really special song. I saw, I saw the beach boys do it last year when I saw them. Oh yeah. For cool. their little 60th, um, tour. And Mike spoke very highly about it and and also said, I know a lot of the hardcore fans really love this song or some or something yeah. to that effect. Um and so that that was so fun to be like, yeah, that's true. Um I don't know if I would give this a ten out of ten. Mm, I think I might go nine out of ten. Is that okay? That's of course. That's great. Even though I said it was so their rating. most consequential song, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a that's nine okay. out of ten. That's fine. It's great. This is all about you. It's all about how you feel. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's nine out of ten because we have some great. tens coming for me. Yeah, there better be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we everybody loves that song. It's great. I love yeah. that um, it's caught on, you know, with like a younger generation. That's great. I love that. All right, let's get into the next tune here. Uh, I believe it is Forever. I think you're right. By Dennis Wilson. (laughs) And maybe Dennis's most well-known song. And uh, one that always gets me a little emotional whenever I hear it. Because it just reminds you of Dennis and how sweet he was. And I love it so much. I mean, one of the high points of the Beach Boys career for me. And like kind of to be bookended by the... John Stamos version of Forever that was on um, Summer in Paradise, which is the low point of the Beach Boys' career for me. So 
pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm a huge fan of this song. Um, I love the vocals, of course. I love Brian's little kind of ad lib vocal that he does, and I love the story of that Dennis came in like super early in the morning, like just hammered, and told Steve Desper he's like I'm ready to do this song, and he just nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just think that's awesome, and just uh, it's an easy ten out of ten for me. I also love this song. Um, these lyrics, man. These mm. lyrics are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. If if every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. Like yeah. that's poetry. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I mean I can't I can believe this came out of him because he was he was a very sensitive man. But um, just especially like so far, you know, we had slip on through fun, got to know the yeah. woman, crazy. And then this, <laughs> you're mm. just like, oh my God, what can't this guy do? This is, I'll probably, yeah, I guess I'll say this is a 10 out of 10 too. Um, it, it's such, it's one of the best songs in the Beach Boys catalog, um, like far and away. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, I, I'm a Bruce apologist. I'm also a John Stamos apologist. I know we, we differ a little bit on that <laughs> opinion, but. I don't hate John Stamos. <laughs> at all, I like I like John Stamos just fine. He's not a Beach Boy though. Okay, no, I, you're right. You're right. He's a perfectly fine human being, and I like him very very well. But he's he's as much of a beast Beach Boy as like John Cowsill. You know what I mean? Like he's yes. not. He, yeah. Like I don't. It's not like a. I love John Cowsill too. I'm not saying it, but like just I don't like he shouldn't be singing a song on a Beach Boys album that was dead Beach Boys like legacy song. That's my yeah. biggest knock on John Stamos. It has nothing to do really with John. It was just a bad decision all around. Yeah, I think I just hate that they decided to do that and it's just such a it's just really in poor taste. It was like just a few years after Dennis drowned. It's just messed up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's just I like here's all... our new drummer singing our old <laughs> dead drummer's song. Like, it's just I think we can all for no reason. Yeah. I think anyway. we all know who to point the finger at uh, for that. I one. know, I know. But, but um, Carl was there for that. Like it drives me crazy. Something gonna... happened oh. in the middle of the eighties that I don't know what happened. This is a great mystery of my life. Why Carl get I don't understand. We can't get it. into this. Like we Carl is so like <laughs> He's always been such a good like barometer of like I think like I think like I would trust Carl, you know, to like make the right decision when Brian's not around. I know. And I agree like, with you. He was really able to like keep the band like from turning into the Mike Love experience. And, and especially, especially at the beginning of the eighties, he's really the yeah. leader of the group. Yeah. And then Absolutely. Something happened. Something happened. He just checked out at some point. Yeah. He just checked out. I mean, he just had nothing to do with that record, really. I mean, he sang on it, but it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like he put anything into it. So. <sighs> yeah, I know. <sighs> Bruce did. Hey, back to Bruce. My favorite song on Summer in Paradise, <laughs> Slow Summer Dancing. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. I'm going back to talking about forever. All right. <laughs> um, this, anyway, what I was going to say was that... Um, you know, I, I was introduced to this song through Full House. I and I have said yeah. a number of times on Unhinged. I, I'm 
I'm 29 years old. I was born in 1994. I'm kind of mm-hmm. the exact right age to have ex- experienced Full House in syndication. Um, and so it was my favorite TV show growing up. I I owned every season on DVD. I watch it to this day. Like, it's very much a comfort show for me. And so I I do think that it's wonderful at a minimum, you know, that this song is known by generations beyond. It, it's it's kind of weird that like all I want to do and forever are both known by younger generations, but for like such different reasons. Um, but speaks, you know, a testament to how great these songs are. This song trends on TikTok pretty consistently. Um, but it's always people asking for the quote Uncle Jesse version to be released. And I do it's it's tough. Uh-huh. Like I have I have feelings about it when I see when I see it, because like there are some warriors in the comments that are like, this is a Beach Boy song. Like it's, you know, and they're the best. But you know, I don't know. People my age and younger are like, no, the John Stamos version is where it's at. But you know, again, at a minimum, it's being listened to. People are hearing it. People are hearing these words and the this melody, and um, I'm happy about that. And then the last thing I'll say about it is that I think, I mean, I think it's such a precursor to Love and Mercy. It has a, it has the yeah. same progression until it does, yeah. You know, the very mostly, like, yeah, end of the phrase. So yeah, you're you're so right about that. It's it was you know it must have affected Brian too, whether or not you know it consciously or subconsciously affected him, but it got into his bloodstream as well. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Great song, forever. Yeah, we love you, Dennis. What a great song. It's like, man, we're so lucky to have so many great, amazing recordings from Dennis. It's just -hmm. uh, just such a great legacy that he left behind that'll that'll last forever. Yes. Um, (laughs) So let's move on to Our Sweet Love. Sung by Carl. And uh, one of my favorite Beach Boy songs. Again, like this is a 10 out of 10. I told you guys I love all three of these songs so much. And um, I remember hearing on the Made in California, the the vocal and strings mix. And it just kind of gave this song a whole new life for me. Like I was always a big fan. But when I heard that, I was like, man, this is like, that's my favorite version of this song. I just... Carl sounds insane on this. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite Carl Wilson deliveries, and um, it's just such a great song. And I totally get now, like listening back to the the different versions, how this song got to where it is, like why some of the lyrics are are a little strange. Um, but it, it never like occurred. Yeah, I never thought like, oh, this lyric doesn't make sense. But now, <laughs> in listening back in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, okay, he's talking about. Um, we can make them part of our new home. Mm-hmm. Um, but Our Sweet Love is great. It's such a great song to follow forever and all I want to do. It's just a it's just a great addition to this record. And this record just has so much love in it. And I think that's such a sweet song and paints such a beautiful picture musically and lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite Beach Boys songs. I love it so much. I listen to it all the time. And... Um, Makes you miss Carl, for sure. I love playing this song on piano. It's just a fun song. Um, 
it's just a great Brian Wilson magical changes going on. Mm-hmm. Um, great writing. 10 out of 10. Love it. Um, this song feels like you are floating. Yeah. <laughs> it just like, mm. it, this is, I, I mean, I, if this song comes on, like if I, you know, have the whole catalog on shuffle and this song comes on, I stop what I'm doing. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I'm like, oh my God, let me sink in to this song. I totally agree with you. I think this might be my favorite vocal of Carl's. Like, mm-hmm. it's so pretty. It's, and he sounds just like so clear on it. And um, that, that change, uh, that like buildup, or I guess just that moment right before the chorus, it like yeah. those chords are so interesting together. Um, yeah, man, yeah. This might be a this might be ten out of ten for me as as well. Yes, um, it's oh man, it's just so beautiful. I don't it know is. what else to say. It's like the prettiest song ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> the strings are just so awesome. Uh, it just mm. sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. It's a great arrangement. Um, yeah, I love the little solo break in it. Um, it's lovely. It's a real. It's a great. I mean, it's just a. It's a Brian and Carl song. I mean, it's such a. It, Brian said that he wrote it for Carl. You know. Yeah. So it just felt. It just feels like. You know, God only knows the same way. Where it's it just like, feels man, it's like just God like only great. Knows. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's like a natural continuation of that um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Carl and Brian and Al are all credited on that one. Um, okay, Al. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, according to Al, Brian refused to complete the song, so they worked together to finish it, but. I, I think you know they in the transition from <laughs> our new home to our sweet love that was probably when, yeah. where Al was helping out but yeah I mean god what a what a beautiful song mm-hmm. great great arrangement just a just an overall um triumph for everyone involved Hal Blaine killing it as always it's beautiful mm-hmm. um all right moving on um to at my window yeah. Um, what an interesting song, and another one that's a little bit controversial. I don't know why, but Ew, <laughs> I don't know why either. Are, <laughs> some people are hating on it. Um, I'm not gonna name any names. Well, you um, can slip those to me secretly after <laughs> <laughs> end recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, this is such an interesting song and so different um, on this on this record, but probably one of my favorite sonic beach boys productions of all time because it's so interesting and there's so many different things that happen that um keeps me listening and and coming back to this song um it's a beautiful vocal from bruce and i think it's such a sweet song for bruce to sing and i think it's really perfect for his voice um so quiet and just so like kind of youthful and innocent um i love at the end when the when it kind of just blooms you know and like all the different vocals start coming in and the the sonic spectrum just widens up and it just i just think it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. um all the different vocals going on and 
Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of this song. It's a 9 out of 10 Love for it. me. Love yeah. it. Well, as you know, this is my favorite song on Sunflower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it. So I'm also a big fan of it. Um, yeah. I have no idea why people would not like this song. I have to think it has something to do with Bruce it's singing the lead. Bruce, um, I think. Which is wild. His voice, again, I've already said once, sounds like butter. Like, yeah. this song, no exception. He's so smooth on this. Um, but, to uh, yeah, let's dig in to exactly yeah. what you were saying about um, the bloom. Because yeah. I think, you know, I, it's almost like if you're just hearing this, if you're just putting it on kind of casually... I don't think you fully actually realize that it's all treble until yeah. the bloom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, like what was I missing? That bass that comes in is just the most magical. It's awesome. yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then, of course, with all the stacked vocals and then the flute at the yeah. end, mm-hmm. like. Oh man, this song is very springtime to me. This song is like it's spring. Um and each spring I look forward to um I think it's the jacarandas bloom here. Those are the purple trees. I think I I think I'm right about that. Um but there's lots whatever the trees that uh have lots of like lavendery kind of flowers on them. There's a great street by my house um and they bloom in like April. And it's just like, yeah, it's time to go listen to At My Window and awesome. walk down through these beautiful trees. This just like, yeah, this song rocks. And um, I love I love Raspberry Strawberries um, yeah. by the Kingston Trio. Mm-hmm. Had not heard it until I was reading up on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I love that song. That's what this song is uh, based on for those mm-hmm. not in the know. But um it's it's one of those great, um, you know, those great and rare Brian Wilson, Al Jardine collaborations. Oh, yeah. Like Sloop John B is the same situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Al bringing a folk song because he knows Brian will make it something all yep. his own. And Cotton that's, fields. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Exactly. And like, that's, I mean, <laughs> I know everyone listening to this will agree with this. That is just not easy to do to no. like take a song and make it sound so different and wholly your own is so hard. And Brian does it all the time. And I think Al is his greatest right hand man in aiding him in doing that. So, man, this song is so special. Uh, like I know you said earlier, um, that all I want to do is like your most played song. Yeah. I think Busy Doing Nothing is technically my most played Beach Boys mm-hmm. song, but this is like two or three or four awesome. or something. I love this yeah. song so much. Awesome. Um, man, if you hate it, like, I don't know, call me. Like, I, like please. <laughs> like, I don't understand why. But obviously, it's a 10 out of 10 from me. Yeah. I mean, it's just great. There's just so much going on that's lovely in that song. I just love listening to it. Yeah. Um, and it's great after... Um, after all those songs, like, yeah, I for think sure. All I Want to Do Forever, Our Sweet Love, yeah. Out My Window, what a beautiful, yeah. just, just beautiful songs right in a row. Yeah, this side, whole side is just 
it's just really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's just fun and easy to listen to. And I mean, we love this record. Yeah. It's just a good <laughs> album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's let's go ahead and get into the the last song. Yeah, let's get um, into it. The most talked about song, mm-hmm. "Cool Cool Water," another song that has many iterations and is kind of one of the uh, you know they 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 kept slowly chipping away at the smile sessions to to revive some songs, and this was another song that had its roots back then, and it's just a lovely arrangement. Every time I listen to this, and especially now listening to like Will and John break it down, um, I'm reminded like how many different parts there were going into this song. It was like heroes and villains, yeah. where there were like so many different sections that were like it seemed like they were completely different songs. They were all related to Cool Water, <laughs> um, and it's just so cool hearing it. I love again like the arrangement of this with the synthesizer um Mm -hmm. i think that's just so interesting and so like fun for a for a beach boys song and we don't get you know we get a lot of synthesizers when we get to love you but it's cool hearing it this early and we get to hear a lot on uh the records building up to love you of course but this is such a cool use of the synthesizer because it has that sounds like water it sounds like dripping water it's just mm-hmm. beautiful i love that mm-hmm. and then all the stories about desperate trying to record water and use it as like an instrument and all these experiments they did to try and get this song yeah. uh, completed and fulfill this vision that they had for it um it's just lovely and it's crazy that they released this as a single it was weird. I just, I just, it's so strange. Nothing makes sense. No, it's so weird. Um, but I think they were all really excited about it. Um, Brian was pretty happy about it, it seems. And um, it's great that we have this kind of definitive version of this song. You know, like it, it was one of those songs that could have ended up on the cutting room floor and like never really seen the light of day until um, Brian remade Smile and um, this one we actually have a definitive Beach Boys version which is great because it was like a puzzle until then so love it love hearing all the different versions put together and um, this is my favorite version of Cool Cool Water Mm. you know despite all the different sessions that we have and all that stuff I love this version Mm. and it's it's lovely and it's a great way to end this record and all the different kind of pictures that this record paints. This is like such a great way to end it. It's just, it, this record has so many different colors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that it that it kind of it, uh, musically puts all these colors in your mind. And this is just a great way to end it. And it's so fittingly Beach Boys. It, it, you know, you can interpret it however you want. It can be as simple or as deep as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was just one of those Brian Wilson really straight to the point type things. And Mike added obviously some lyrics and stuff, but I, I, I love it. I love the innocent childlike songs that Brian wrote. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what did I rate this? I rated it a nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, well, Wyatt, this is why you have me on. Um. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is, did you know that this was the one that I was gonna? Yeah, I figured. Okay, listen, 
I'm not about to say I hate cool, cool water, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get killed by the sail on sailors. But, uh, and I don't hate it. I really like it. I'm going to tell you right now, my rating is mm-hmm. an eight out of 10, okay? So great. It's, it's a great song, obviously, of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's the issue? I actually disagree. Well, there's two issues. So, one, I'm not a huge fan of the soundscape. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate it as a technical achievement. I think, I think, uh, I think uh, John said on the most recent episode that there's like nothing else like this that yeah. Ryan ever recorded, and right. that's absolutely true. And so it's very cool that we have that on record. Um, I don't love it, um, and especially because I think Smile is. You know, I'm like a smile truther, as you know. So, like, I, I love everything on Smile. I love the Smile sessions. And Smile, to me, is so, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, staccato on mm-hmm. Smile. And everything's kind of, like, pieced together so meticulously. Yes. Um, and then I hear this soundscape, and I'm like, well, this isn't, you know, this is the opposite of that. And so I, I think it's just sort of, like... A weird marriage between the soundscape and the um, yeah, like the more staccatoy smile kind of stuff. So yeah. that's that's one issue. But I think the the bigger issue for me is that I think it actually doesn't belong on this album. Mm-hmm. Like how you uh, have uh, told me you feel about "Good Time" on "Love You." Yeah, uh, which I disagree with. I like that on I like "Good Time" on "Love You." Um, I don't like this song on this album. Um, and I think it's a bad way to close the album because <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it sounds so different from the rest of it to me. Um, so those are like my two issues with it, both yeah. the song and in context of Sunflower. But I wanted to say those negative things first so that I could end on the positives, yeah. of course. Um in an ocean or in a glass, cool water is such a gas. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. What a fun lyric. I think John Orwell said that, that like this is some of Mike's best work, and I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love, I mean, one of my favorite things about Brian Wilson is his vocal arrangements when everyone's singing a different line. And it was really exciting to hear the evolution of all of those lines that yeah. Will and John broke down. And I love, you know, Someone's going drip, 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 like while someone else is doing something else. Like I, I love basically everything after the soundscape. Um, I really, really love. Sure. And, uh, and also just a, another shout out to Will and John. I did not know that Hal Blaine was doing a wah, wah, wah on Love to Say Dada. I love that. Yeah. So, so that was like, I loved that little fact. I love that song mm-hmm. um, on, on Smile. So, I love the evolution of this song. I love the history of it. Um, I don't think this is my favorite version of, yeah. you know, what cool, cool yeah, that's water fair. I mean, the reason been. I said that is because I think people have different opinions. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, same with, you know, some of the other songs that kind of went on those kind of journeys. Like, there's a lot of different versions, and I don't know. I just think this is the most complete version that, mm-hmm. they, that there is. I mean, I, I just... I, and I guess I've just heard it so much. Mm-hmm. I've just listened to it a lot. Um, but yeah. Still great. Still an eight for yeah. me. 
Um, I gave three other songs on this album lower scores, so you know I can't hate it that much, but... Oh, yeah, um, I mean, it's not like you came in here giving it, like, a four or something. Yeah, exactly. Could you met? Oh, my God. I would never. I would never dare. I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of... I, I mean, I do agree in a, in a way, like, I mean, knowing what we do now, I mean, like, the smile stuff that they kind of ham-fisted at the end of all these records doesn't really fit. Totally. And I mean, yeah. Cabin Essence on 2020. I know. I agree. And that's... I mean, that's, Surf's Up on Surf's on Up. On Surf's Up. Absolutely. Doesn't fit at all. I know. And that is... <laughs> that's a great point. And I was... We know too much, you know? Like, I know... Uh, that is true. But I, I know too much. people were aware that these... That, that that was happening. I mean, they did talk about it. I mean, the Beach Boys weren't like pretending that these are all brand new songs. I think they definitely told people they were like, "Yeah, this was yeah left over from this this Smile album we were making." Um, so I think in a way, I mean, and it's not like they threw it. At, it's like track number three or something. You know, mm-hmm. like all these Smile songs were like thrown at the end of yeah records. Twenty twenty um, is the absolute most egregious. Sure. Uh, like yeah, it's bizarre behavior of this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm glad in a way that they put these these songs separate. Like they kind of tried to put these songs at the end of of the records, yeah. kind of like a bonus, like a, or kind of like yeah, just kind like of like a, a way to say crumbs. like, hey, look, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like here's something else that's yeah. not of this you know era necessarily, but we're gonna you know we're gonna close with it as a way kind of a little treat for you guys, mm-hmm. you know? So it's really, I I've, I don't know. I mean, like, we weren't there, but I never, I don't know. Like, I, like this is the one that feels like it fits the most to me. That's like, so funny. Smile songs that they, like, I don't know. Even, like, yeah, I don't think Good Vibrations fits oh, on. Oh, definitely not. On Smiley Smile. I don't think Surf's Up fits on Surf's Up. I don't See, think Cabin Essence fits on 2020. Surf's Up for me is the one that sounds most appropriate mm-hmm. on that album. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's hard to separate like our personal, you know, knowledge of right. how this, how these things came to, came to be and then hearing it for the first time, you know, out of context. So, right. It's just interesting to think about. Yeah. It is. It is. And there's always like, there's, it's not just the smile stuff too. Like that's, you know, good time, a great example of like a song out of, out of uh, time. I, th- and I then, think my, my biggest issue with good time is Brian's voice. Like if they had yes. re-recorded Brian's vocal, I would have zero issue. I would have had, I mean, I literally would have zero issue with it. I yeah. like, I think it fits just fine. I think, I think it, it's like the song itself fits perfectly with love you. But I think the only thing that really holds it back for me is Brian's voice. He's Maybe clearly like a different person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to hear 1976 Brian singing. Oh, God. Yeah. Singing Good Time. I just, I think that would have been such a better, I think it would have flowed so much better. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's, I think it's, I love Good Time. I think it's fun. And I, but yeah, that, it always takes me out of it. Yeah. When I I listen to that record, I'm like, oh, that's a different person. Yeah. Well, let's wrap up this this discussion. I mean, we've talked a lot about Sunflower. This is um, this is kind of a big moment for the Beach Boys, and and we're going to talk big picture stuff on the next episode and about kind of the aftermath of Sunflower and the the road to Surfs Up. 
um, because this record wasn't received well. It was, I mean, they put so much into it, so much work, so much time and love into this record, and they were all proud of it, and it reached just number 151 on the U.S. chart, so it was terrible. And it did pretty well in the U.K. It was number 29. But um, for all, I mean, for it, it didn't reach anybody's expectations in the U.S., and they were all really um, beaten up about it. So it's, it's a real bummer and kind of caps off um, kind of a tough era for the Beach Boys in, in the U.S. Um, throughout the late 60s of their waning popularity and uh, just kind of getting left behind by what was relevant at the time and what was hip. And uh, stuff moved so quickly back then that the Beach Boys were, it just felt like they were um, yesterday's news. They just weren't cool anymore. And um, this record didn't do them many favors in that way. Um, but, uh, you know, I think much later, like songs like All I Want to Do and Forever, you know, have, have, gotten so much more respect and and people love it and a lot of new generations really love this stuff um like we do and it's it's one of my favorite beach boys records for sure um i'd give it a nine out of ten as a whole and uh i'd say just my one last thing is like if you're gonna listen to this record listen to the pre feel flows version of this record because i don't think the feel flows version sounds good just my two cents we've already been down that road before but listen to the album remaster from like 2015 or whatever it was whenever the last version got mastered i don't know what it was but yeah love 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 sunflower yeah me too it's my favorite beach boys album it's a 10 out of 10 for me, and um, it, you know, there's no other Beach Boys album like this. And yeah, you could say that about a lot of Beach Boys albums. Like, there's no other Beach Boys album like Wild Honey, or like, um, you know, or like Pet Sounds. Um, but this one, its distinction comes from the contributions mm. from all of the band members. I mean, there's yes. there's no other Beach Boys albums that have like almost equal like everyone you know if the beach boys are a pie chart everyone's slices are almost the same size and Mm -hmm. um they're just they never they didn't do this before and they never did it again and it's crazy but (laughs) that's that's one of many reasons that it is my favorite but that that's a big a very influential reason of why it's my favorite Beach Boys album because it really you know I've said before about <laughs> Pet Sounds <laughs> that like mm-hmm. you know Pet Sounds is a great album it is a Brian Wilson album yeah and it, and this is the Beach Boys you know so yeah I think that sets it apart um from from all the rest and for me makes it the very best yeah, I'm. I totally get that. It's always been the the definitive kind of Beach Boys album. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of like the White Album for the Beatles. Mm. You know, it's just it, it's an album where everybody was able to express themselves, mm-hmm. and 
and everybody kind of being on the same page. You know, they all were kind of working towards a common goal. And um, they weren't just there to do what Brian wanted them to do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because, like, Brian couldn't be what he used to be at this point. I mean, he was he was doing a lot, but he wasn't writing all the songs, doing all the arrangements, telling everybody what to sing and everything. We had we now have an amazing arranger in Bruce Johnston mm-hmm. in the band. And all these great musicians and all the guys have become good writers at this point. Right. You know, Dennis. Like, yeah, of course, like Dennis and Bruce and Carl and Al all contributed songs on this. And uh, yeah, it's the last time that really happens, you know, sadly. I mean, Surf's Up, there's not a Dennis song on it. So it's, it's you know, it's truly a Beach Boys record. And they all share lead vocals. And it's just a wonderful experience listening to this record. You hear all the Beach Boys. And especially, you know, after a, a 2020 and um, you, you, you hear, a, you know, you hear Brian being confident, being Brian again. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't really get much of that for a while, for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that about it. And yeah, we'll close it. We'll stop it there because that's, what else can you say? We love this record. We, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into like the, you know, kind of the in-between era um, and what happened there. Cause a lot of, in a lot of ways, like Sunflower and Surf's Up are kind of um, two sides of a coin. Yes. That is exactly how I think of them. <laughs> but, the light and the dark. Yes. So, and that'll be fun to talk about, and then we'll see how that goes, but then we'll get into... There's so many outtakes from this, too, like we didn't touch on, because, you know, we just wanted to talk about the album, but there's so many cool songs that didn't get finished or that were just, you know, left on the on tape at this time, and... and they they probably had like thirty songs that were under consideration for this album. Yeah. A lot of a lot of different ideas rolling around and they were already working on like by the time this came out, they were already working on Surf's Up. So mm-hmm. moving pretty quick. Uh, but we'll get into that next time. And uh, thanks Nia for joining me as always. Oh an honor, a blast. privilege. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no. Um, go catch Nia on the Patreon page. Um, going platinum is her latest unhinged. <laughs> it's really that's good. That's truly unhinged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you um, if you yeah. are looking for an excuse to listen to Keep in the Summer Alive, come on over to the Patreon page. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of Keep in the Summer Alive, so good. I good I'm job. always down for that. Um, <laughs> A great, uh, a great listen. So check that out, and um, I'll have Nia back as as long as as many times and as long as I am allowed to have her. I would love <laughs> it. So, but yeah, thanks, Nia. Thank you, Wyatt. And I will talk to you guys real soon. Sail on, sailors.
you ever like, like Brian's, and this is like such a rabbit hole. We don't have to get into this today, but I always think about like, there's all these like transitional fossils of like Brian Wilson voice that show up every now and then. You know what I mean? Like where it's like he'll sing something in like the nineties and I'll be like, holy shit, that sounded like Brian from the sixties. And it occurs to you in that moment that it's the same person. Yes. Like it's, it's so funny because like he really doesn't sound like the same person decade to decade, but then he'll sing a certain line or a certain syllable even like there was some song like on one of the podcasts that we were talking about one of the vocal, I think it was a smile vocal and I can't remember which one it was, but I was talking about it with John, I think about it was like one syllable and it just freaked me out because it sounded, Oh, I think it surfs up. Mm. Oh, I can't Which remember part? exactly. Anyway, but um, I can't remember. The end. Must be the end. I think it's, I heard the word. He uh, sounds like 90s Brian. Like he sounds like old Brian when he says it. And it just freaked so me out because I was like, wow. And you make that connection where it's like, wow, this is the same person. Anyway. Yeah. There's also, it, and now of course I can't remember what song it is either, but there's like one song it's in this yeah. era, has to be, that sounds like he is between voices. Yeah. It's like both blended together. And sure. It's just like, whoa, I, I totally get it. Sometimes you hear Brian and you're like, what the heck? I mean, even stuff on like BW88, like some yes. of the stuff on that album, I'm like, what year yeah. is it? <laughs> so I totally get it. I think, yeah, it's just interesting. And I I don't know. I just, I think that's a whole other thing. I want to make like a, a show about Brian Wilson transitional fossils. That's <laughs> yeah. what I call them. I because like it's that like, term. You're trying to link these two people together. And there aren't a lot of great examples of, of like, because he would just not sing for two or three years and then come back and he'd sound different. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just it's finding those things like the like the demo of um oh what is it it's the demo of in the back of my mind from like 74 mm. that they put out it's like just Brian that is wild because it's like it really is like between surfs up Brian and um love you Brian mm. it's crazy and that's one of those ones when I heard I was like wow this is fantastic to hear this Mm-hmm. Anyway, 